Are you one of those people that asks random questions to the universe or to yourself and you just feel like you can't quite get a clear answer? Or maybe even you continue to find yourself obsessing over the same thing again and again and you can't quite find clarity? Well, I completely relate. (laughs) I do that so often in my life and on what would appear to be such trivial matters, but they seem to really affect the momentum of my life. As a result, I have come up with a podcast called One Together. And One Together is literally going to be your place to go where you can potentially get answers to those questions. If we don't ask the right question that week, all good, write to us and we're going to go out and we are going to seek an answer to that exact question that you're asking. My name is Heather Maltman, and you may have recognized me from random meaningless media stuff that I have fallen into purely out of my own inability to know what I want and where I'm going in this lifetime. And I started this podcast with a group of awesome people purely because we want to remind you that you are not alone in this life, that you are not the only person who's asking really weird questions and not feeling like you're getting an answer. I myself have managed to find myself in some really weird situations like finding love on The Bachelor or working in radio on the Gold Coast or playing small roles in TV shows or traveling around the world at the age of 17 to find out why I've grown up in the life that I've grown up in and trying to figure out whether or not, you know, for example, does my mother really have a mental illness or is what she's saying completely normal? Is it okay to grow up without my father? Can I really push through some really tough times in my life? How am I going to pay for acting school? I know, I'll eat oranges and two-minute noodles. Actually happened. So if you're anything like me, you continue to ask some really weird questions and feel like you're struggling to get answers because maybe you just don't have the resources. So here at the One Together podcast, we are going to spend every week trying to answer some of the most complex questions that we seem to ask ourselves. In saying that, how about we ask a question? All right, I'm going to be honest with you. This week on One Together podcast, we don't have a question for you. Instead, this week I have a very interesting situation. You know how sometimes you get people follow you and you're like, who's there? I don't even know who daddy is. What is this person? And you look at their page and you're like, oh, this isn't a person, this is a business. Well, that happened to me the other day and I looked through this business that started following me and I realized this is like some kind of non-for-profit thing. This person is not getting paid. I'm very confused. What is happening here? The handle is X letters of hope, like as in kiss letters of hope, right? And this is how the bio reads. Send me an email and I will handwrite you a letter to make your day through difficult times. And I was like, what? And I went through and it's had like 400 odd letters sent overwhelming numbers of inspirational posts on this and new ways of people to think. And then as you scroll down, you realize there is this chick handwriting individual letters to people she doesn't know, putting them in mailboxes and sending them. She doesn't get paid. She doesn't get her cost covered. She is literally doing this purely out of the goodness of her own heart because she just wants to help people. And I had to find her so that we could work out why she is doing this. Her name is Abby Williams. She lives here in Australia, up in Queensland. She's a Brit, though. She's a pom. She's got guinea pigs, which is quite cute, actually, because in Queensland you can't have rabbits. Anyway, beside the point. She lives up in Queensland on the GC. I had to go and hunt her down to find out why she is freaking well doing this. And 
I don't know about you, but I want to find this girl some money. I want to get her paid so she can keep doing it because I got a letter from her too. She wrote one for me. Anyway, look, have a listen. She's an incredible human being. She's going to make you question whether or not you're doing enough in your own life to like help other people. She literally gets nothing out of this. Enjoy. The following podcast contains coarse language and captures an honest discussion dealing with mental health issues including, but not limited to, anxiety, depression and suicide. If this content raises concerns for you, please reach out to someone you trust or call Lifeline on 13 11 14. You describe what Letters of Hope is. Okay, perfect. So, um... Basically, Letters of Hope, the way it works is anybody who is struggling with their mental health, having a bad day, just feels low for any reason whatsoever, I mail them out a letter. So I put hopeful words in the letter. And I think it's just the whole experience of waiting for the mail as well. Mm. Waiting for a few days, checking the post box to finally get that letter. I saw a similar project happening in the UK and I actually moved over to Australia away from all my family and started writing letters to my grandparents and that's when I kind of realised the power that a letter can have and I'd get home from work on a bad day and I'd open the mailbox and there'd be a letter from my nana (laughs) in a little handwriting. (laughs) Nana. (laughs) (laughs) And it just really made me think I just want to do something, you know, I'll get home from work, have a bad day, I open that letter I want to give that feeling to someone else who's going through the same thing I've been in a position myself and I struggle with my mental health I guess the first time I started feeling that way I was about 15 years old just feeling completely hopeless and down and not really understanding why and what that is and I just felt like a complete crazy person I'm like okay it's the worst when it happens in your teenage years because you are still trying to work out how to be a person yes like how to just exist in the world in the first place and then when your mental health starts to go down you have no idea where you're going or what you're doing fun fact in year eight I fell into a depression that was so bad I didn't get out of bed for like eight months and didn't go to school for eight months and it was the worst feeling ever and I didn't know that at the time the reason why it was happening is because my mother's mental health issue was so bad and the abuse at home was so bad. I haven't met many people who have gone through it to that degree. That's the thing because I think that's the time when you start learning more about those things Mm. but I just remember not being aware. I was just like okay I'm definitely not normal And I remember just jumping on Google, which is like a habit I've developed over time. (laughs) Anything needed, Google. And I think it just goes back to that moment. I just remember Googling it and I was like, and it came up like anxiety, OCD. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there is literally a list here of symptoms that are me. And this is amazing. Obviously not amazing that this is happening to me, but this exists and this is not just me. There's a whole community I guess of people out there dealing with exactly the same thing as what I'm dealing with right now. From that moment I started developing a kind of empathy for other people and started seeing in other people oh they're acting like that because it seems like they might be going through what I'm going through instead of just judging them straight away. Did you see any therapists in your teenage years? Not at 15. Um, I didn't see anyone. I didn't do anything. I just kind of tried to make up my own ways of doing <laughs> trying to figure it out which is actually quite damaging looking back <laughs> yeah. but and then I kind of got to uni and a lot of things were going on in my personal life 
that kind of empathy that I've got for other people was mm-hmm. being taken advantage of. Looking back, I think, okay, I probably should have put my own feelings first and yeah. kind of looked after my own mental health instead of trying mm. to see why someone else is behaving in that way and I should have just put my foot down and been like, okay. And I guess because of that, uni was really a challenge for me. Mm. Um Social anxiety became a huge thing and I remember sitting in my first seminar and just being like so overwhelmed and because I lived at home as well so there was no being forced to make friends which I've found in life that's what I need sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So I had that like power to be able to go for my class at uni and then go straight home and not have to socialise with anyone Mm -hmm. and stay in my little comfort bubble. And yeah, my first seminar, there was like five people and then the tutor sat there and like such a normal situation, just going around like asking people, oh, what did you think of this sentence? And then it gets to me and I'm just like, (sighs) like literally could not breathe and like was so hot and I'm like, what is happening to me? Um, And then I left that day and I'm like, okay, I think that could have been a panic attack. And I'm like, oh, yay, my anxiety is finding another way to hurt me. Great. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks, brain. Yeah. You fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, okay, maybe those self-taught techniques that I taught myself when I was 15 are not going to work in the long run. I think I started seeing the counsellor at uni there and she was... Like, to this day, I just think of her all the time and she is, like, my idol in life. Um, She was just amazing. Like, she didn't sugarcoat anything. I just used to sit with her. I think I used to see her for an hour a week and she's like, right, Abby, like, we need to sort this out. Um, She'd show me techniques and I started to get through things. But because of what was going on personally and I wasn't sharing that with her and I wish I did because she would have helped me so much. I kind of still struggled through through years of university. Like attendance-wise, completely struggled. Didn't make any friends in the whole three years I was there pretty much. In three years. Three years. Like I had people that I'd speak to more or I'd get paired with on projects and like I'd speak to them from time to time. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I look back at uni like zero friends from uni. What was that like? Really isolating, really, really isolating. And I kind of was just in this like little comfort bubble at home, like ordering dominoes, like I legit ordered dominoes like four times a week for lunch. Stuffed crust? Stuffed crust, garlic dip. Oh, garlic dip. And it felt amazing, but I was like, okay, I don't have any friends and kind of isolated myself from my friends at the time as well. I'm having so many me too moments listening to this. Like I, <laughs> uh, I literally do the same thing when thing, and even now I have this habit that I've been learning to break, which is really hard. Mine is very similar to yours, whereby when my social anxiety gets too much, yeah, I hide at home and I order takeaway. Yes. I can't even go food shopping. Yeah. Food shopping for me oh, is too the, many people. So many people, <laughs> and the the prams. I can deal oh. with the trolleys. But mothers with prams, I love you and I understand that you need to go food shopping, but for a person with anxiety, it's not okay. you can't handle it because the problem is, right, in, in my brain, and tell me if this is what you go through, I'm aware that you have a child, so your safety 
goes before mine, yes. but I need to go to the other side of that aisle and I have a trolley and I can't get past the pram. And I don't want to tell you to move it because I know that the child comes first, but I need to get over there and I can't go back this way because there's three people behind me. They're kind of looking at me like they're about to get the shits. <laughs> then to get past you, I have to ask the guy that's stacking the shelves to move slightly. But if I go the wrong way, I could bang into all of his stuff and it could go everywhere. Yes. And then if it goes everywhere, everyone's going to look at me. And it's like your brain is just on oh. fire with information and it's it's too it's all much. because of this pram this this one <laughs> pram and it's pram. like jeez like get a grip it's a child but anyway i <laughs> i digress there so what would you say your mental health struggles are like how would you define them as anything in particular um i think probably the best way to summarize them mm. would just be anxiety yeah like there's so many different parts of anxiety and like my brain just shuffles between different types so I've struggled a lot with social anxiety but then sometimes I can be so confident and so like oh I just want to be so sociable and everything's great and then um one thing I really really struggle with like in the early stages is OCD. I used to get really bad intrusive thoughts, which was horrific. And Can luckily, you give me an example, like what it was oh, like? Back in the old days when they used to make animations and they used to have these little round things and they used to spin it and like the cartoon used to move with all the little pictures. Yes, yes. Yeah, like a little oh, flip book. Yeah. That was my brain and then it would just like land on a different thing and then I'd worry about that thing for like a month straight and when I mean when I say worry, I mean like consume my brain daily, non-stop, like unable to function normally. Um, and like that would be reality for me and then I'd finally get over that and then the little spinny flip book kind of thing would land on a next worry and that would be my brain again for the next three months and then yeah so that was probably the most challenging thing for me because I don't think many people have got an understanding of OCD everyone knows like oh I'm so OCD everything needs to be neat and clean and tidy yeah but no one's really heard of OCD where it doesn't affect the outside of your brain like you don't have to check doors you don't have to clean like it's all in here because you're so anxious you're also so depressed as well yeah Hey, this is a quick break. It'll only take a minute to tell you who has actually helped get this podcast into your ears today. If you're anything like me, you are super mental health conscious, right? And therefore, you're maybe not a big drinker. I don't take drugs and I barely even touch Panadol if I can help it. So for the last few years, I've not been able to drink. So as soon as I have a glass of wine, I actually get these horrific migraines that are so bad. I feel like my brains are exploding. It's like... Actually, that was a pretty good sound effect. I'm proud of that. Basically, I found these guys called Body Armor. And no joke, this stuff was probably made by garden pixies or scientists. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Actually, it is listed with the ARTG and pregnant women take it for nausea. Get it from bodyarmor.com.au or use their store locator online. Basically, you drink it before you drank it and it protects your liver. So get around that. I sounded so popular just now. Boom. Just get it. It's good stuff. The One Together podcast makes sure that everything that we endorse is something that we actually believe in. So after those awesome messages, how about we get back into the chat? So these are literally letters that you are writing to people when they are going through anything that is keeping them down or uh, stopping them from feeling like they can continue to move forward. And it feels like you write it from um, a universal kind of 
perspective. So it's the letters that you're writing are not love from Abby or something. I can only imagine how much it's helping others. Like, I love what you were saying the other day about how you've been going to places around the Gold Coast where you know it's where people are committing suicide and you're leaving a letter of hope there in the hope that the person who's going to consider doing it will get the letter first and change their mind. mind. Do you know how many people, like I've heard so many stories of people getting to like, you know, like for example, there's a bridge in Brisbane that's very famous for people taking their lives. Yeah, I think I've heard of the bridge. Yeah, I won't mention which one because I don't want to give you any ideas. Yeah. There was a guy that went there to do it and um, he said to himself before he jumped because he survived the jump, I'm only going to do this if no one comes over to see if I'm okay. And he was bawling his eyes out and he was clearly considering doing it. And this woman came up to him and goes, do you have the time? And he was like, I'm sorry, I don't. She was like, oh, okay. And she walked away. And he said that he was strewn with tears, like tears were running down his face. And that's all she asked and then walked away. Yeah. When I heard that story, I was like, wow. Wow. You just can't imagine what is going through someone's mind at that point. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why I did it. I heard on the news about one in the area and I was like, I just want to do something. Like, I want to just do something. Mm. And it might not change someone's mind, but I want to put something there so that someone might see it and it might change the mind. And there's just potential there that it could change like their life basically yeah it could change their perspective yeah and yeah so that's why I started doing that and then I guess another thing that I did for a while as well and then I started thinking is this a bit creepy um (laughs) I started just leaving letters in like random places so like on a bench or like really cute near a tree but then I'm like but is is this gonna like creep people out or no, I think it's really special. Like, I, <laughs> I think just, it's really, really special. Yeah, I just liked the idea that someone might be having a bad day and might just see this random letter and yeah. open it and, yeah. It could just really help them. inspire them a little bit. Yeah. What's your hope for Letters of Hope? Where do, you, where do you want it to go? It's one of those things I never want to profit from or, like, this is totally just out of kindness Mm. so I don't know if I'd want it to become like a business thing but what if it was a business thing and the profit allowed you to do something that really helped other people though you know I don't know I guess it depends on how you view the word profit you know like to me the word profit means to be given back for the work that you put out there you know but what you're doing it's giving back such an incredible gift to people that is so necessary I think it's okay to profit from it. It's okay to make money from it because then it allows you to continue doing it. Like if this was your only job, if this was all you did, that would be incredible. I really hope that from this, like someone who owns a big branded company sponsors you and pays for you a wage so that you're actually able to do this ongoing because I think it's really important. That would be so amazing. Yeah, imagine if you didn't have to have a second job. All you did was... Just write my letters. Yeah, just write letters for people who need it. Like on a really busy day, I might have like 20 letters to write, to handwrite. 20 letters. Yeah. So I'll just... And my hand's like cramping up. But it's like 
I just want to do it so much. I think about it all the time. Is it the same people all the time that are asking for letters or is it different people? Different people. It's different people. Yeah. I can send like 30 to 40. Um, I've sent 296 so far. So close to 300. And are they all in Australia or are they overseas as well? Overseas as well. So Holy shit. So yeah. your postage would be really high. Yeah. So it's expensive for you to do this and you're not making any money from it no. at all. You have absolutely no profit from this business <laughs> no. at all. You're just purely doing this because you want to care for other people yeah. and remind them that there are other options out there than what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that is incredibly selfless. I don't know. I'm a big believer that the universe gives back to you what you need at the time that you need it. And I honestly believe that the universe needs to give back to you in a way that is financially freeing so that you can continue to do what you do. It's so needed in the world today because we're so disconnected from each other. Yeah, Social yeah. media has really pulled us apart. And there's, you know, if you haven't grown up in a generation where a written letter was a part of everyday life, like I remember when I was in primary school, we used to have pen pals. Like we oh. were made to have a pen pal. When you get the post and it's got the stamp from like yeah. the other country. I know. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's it going to say? Yeah. And, and, then the, back. and the actual envelope looks different yeah. because it's come from a different country yeah. and the stamps are all different. Yeah. And the, you can see the timestamps from when it's like left the country to a new port, to a new port, to your country. Because <laughs> it, it took so long for letters to get across the waters. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't just like it is now where it was flown across countries. It was like went through all these ships and, yeah. oh man, receiving mail was an incredible feeling and to touch it as well because it was a tangible thing that you received from another person they touched it as That's well it. there was a much more deeper rooted connection with that person whereas yeah. when you get an email or a text message or it's a just share on a po- it is yeah and where- everyone can everyone or anyone could see it it's not private like there's something very special about receiving a, a letter in the post and um i feel like a business would be crazy not to get on board and support you in a financial way so that you could help continue doing what you're doing. But also it gives them incredible profit as well, because, you know, while they may not make money back from it, they're giving back in a way that no other business is giving back. It's not like they're just giving to a charity and the money goes to the charity and then the charity might do some research for something or, but with yours for a business to back what you're doing, they can actively see what it's doing. They can actively see the change that you're making in people's lives. All right, we have not asked you for anything on the One Together podcast so far except to be involved and listen and enjoy the references that are being sent to you. I'm going to ask you for something this week, but it's not for us. It's not for me. It's not for anyone involved. We don't want your money. No, no. I want you to like, share and send this podcast to as many businesses or retail companies or anyone that you know that runs an organization that would be willing to take on Abby to work full-time in writing these letters for people. Let us get Abby paid. She deserves it. She's so good at it. Imagine how many lives she is touching. She could have touched the life of someone you know and you wouldn't even know about it. So that's all I ask. Please help us find a way to get Abby paid for what she's doing. If you would like to follow her, she is Kiss or X. So it's Kiss Letters of Hope on um, Instagram there. You can also send her an email at kisslettersofhope at gmail.com. Of course, as always, this will be shared across my social media, which is Heather underscore Maltman, and also on the website, com. 
And you're always welcome, as always, to send us an email with your thoughts. Maybe there's something you'd like to share. We've been getting some fantastic emails in the last few weeks. I'm just overwhelmed at the response of how many people are actually communicating with us on a, on a weekly basis and saying g'day. So that email, once again, if you've just joined us this week, is onetogetherpodcast at gmail.com. For our regulars, you know who you is. You know what you're doing. It's the One Together podcast reminding you that one is, in fact, not the loneliest number. See you next week. Massive thank you to Cell, Miles, and all the team at Hype Group. This is a business that leverage high-quality content on digital channels and marketing to create relevant hype. Basically, if you have a business that needs leveraging high-quality content like One Together Podcast did, then these are the guys to see. They did all of our logos and they're awesome. So here at the One Together Podcast, we love them. They rule. Head to their website, hypegroup.co, info at hypegroup.co, or their number is 0407-596-598. And we will catch you around like a donut. Oh yeah.